When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming up on today's episode of Sports Yak. Looking like Mortimer Snurd over there saying, Hey, Adam Gase is available. Mortimer. <laughs> Mortimer Snurd. Look it up. Google it. Her name is Arike. Gotcha. This is how we do it. If you had a man with a mariachi band wearing a cape, you would have, like, the greatest life right there. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. Where do you live? It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, and you shall listen to me. I'm Jim Short. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet. Featuring big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's websites for 50% off the suggested retail price. On Napanee Street in Elkhart or online at bigandtalloutlet.com. Because big guys gotta look good too. And now an inspiration to those who are not inspired by anything. Here's two guys that we can do without really. It's Sports Yak with Corey, you know, and that freebie boy. And away we go, episode 48 of Sports Yak. Hi there, my name's Corey. With me as always, or the way I like it to be, Chuck Freebie. Hi, kids. Chuck, my man, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Coming off of a highly contested, just a good, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a solid B, B plus morning show in the other room. Okay. Friday, felt good, felt positive, felt encouraged. Felt like we left it all on the table. Well, I gave what I had, which wasn't much. <laughs> I actually wiped it off off the table. Your coffee rings. Oh, there's another one. I know. There's the problem. I got to carry around a wet cloth or something here. Somebody said something to me about it yesterday. I said, it'll get taken care of. Who said something? Mike Doherty. He's oh. like, look at the, who sits over here. I said, Chuck, look what he's doing to the counter. I said, I know. I usually wipe them every morning with a thing. Well, I, got to it now that I'm aware of it. <laughs> now that I'm aware that there's a problem, I will take steps to try to remedy the problem. That's not a problem to me. That's that's easy. That's that's taken care of. Look right there, Chuck. I got the wipes ready to go. There you go. That doesn't okay. bother me at all. All right. Now, if you left the coffee cup there with a little bit of remnants. That's not happening. We'd have a talk. That's not happening. No, it's not. Let's talk about last night. Let's do that. Number got, one versus number two at Purcell Pavilion. Well, behind the scenes, you know, I got the got the text from Chuckles yesterday and Hey, you want to go to the game? Very excited. I actually told my wife, we're going. Oh, we're going to the game with the freebies. You haven't told her anything in years of marriage. I, I haven't told her anything. <laughs> I, I did ask, can we please go to this thing? She said yes. We met Chuck and Diane right there in the front lobby, made our way to the seats, and then it starts to unfold. There was a lot to unfold. <laughs> Let's talk about the actual game on the court. Do it. Good back-and-forth game between Notre Dame and Louisville. Irish crack open, though, a 10-point lead by the end of three as Enrique Ogumbawale begins to heat up in the third quarter. They've got 12-point lead, and then Notre Dame is called, and rightfully so, 
for three consecutive offensive fouls. And here comes the Ville, and they whittle this thing down to a two-point game with a minute 49 left. And you can feel the tension inside Purcell Pavilion. Let's go back to the Wednesday episode when we talked about, hey, Notre Dame has to prove something in this game. They have to prove that they're actually deserving of that number one ranking. So it's 66-64, I want to say. No, 68-66 with a minute 49 left. And the Irish close it out with a 14-2 run, most of which comes from a Gumba Wale, most of which comes from the foul line. But she came up with some big-time plays down the stretch. She finishes with 30 points, and the Irish win it by a score of 82-68. Not a big Jeff Walls fan, the Louisville coach, but he did say something accurately after the game. He said, people will see the final score, and it's 82-68. Anybody who was here knows that that was not a 14-point game. And he's right. Those teams do not like each other. No. Answer your own question. Did they act like number one last night? When they had to, yes. Okay. There were times, especially in the fourth quarter, where they did not. But when they had to, when it came down to it, yes. Let's talk a little bit about game atmosphere. We have a friend of the show who works over at the University of Notre Dame. Oh, terrific. Who had some tickets. Here's the interesting thing about why tickets were available. Okay. And this perhaps is rather damning to the Notre Dame marketing department. They didn't realize this was going to be such a big game until the polls came out and it was one versus two, and then they started trying to market it, and then it was a little bit late. Little known fact, I was asked by somebody back in the day, this will be 99-2000, would you consider being the game time DJ? We're going to give you a laptop. You can actually bring in some stuff yourself. Would you provide the music? Because the band is gone. The students are gone. We still want to create an atmosphere. So I was like, absolutely. So I sat up where the press sits now. I've been to enough concerts in my lifetime, Chuck. What you play before the show begins to me is important sets the mood yeah almost like you want the audience at a fevered pitch the exact same thing should happen in a nine thousand plus basketball arena here's the funny thing for those of you listening this guy was fuming (laughs) sitting next to me just fuming and making his snarky little comments oh i guess they found the jack jams record from espn oh let me say this. Jump by Van Halen during the jump of the ball. Are you going to reapply for the job? Oh, I would. L- that's a bucket list. I would. Well, why love don't to you? Do- I don't know who to talk to over there. Let's get this taken care of, maniacs. I know there are some maniacs over there who know the answers to these oh, questions. Oh, I would give anything to get back in that driver's seat and go, this, this is how we do it. Thank you, Montel. Oh, that's an older reference as well. Really? Mm-hmm. They play again on Sunday afternoon. 1 o'clock on Pulse FM against Wake Forest will not be nearly as exciting. You brought up something this morning that I found interesting. There was a lot of inside jokes happening on the media video board last night that I never caught. Well, they, you were criticizing the music. Some of the music selections was, were having to do with name. What's okay. your name? I want to go where everybody knows my yeah, name. a Cheers reference popped yep. up, and I was like, I don't quite get this. This had to do with the war of words between Muffet and Jeff Walls, the Louisville coach, 
over who should be ACC Player of the Year last year. Muffet, of course, backing Enrique. Jeff Walls backing Asia Dunn. And Asia Dunn got the award, and Muffet was asked about it, and she goes, well, Enrique had a great year, but they went with the other player. Well, Jeff Walls didn't take kindly to Asia Dunn being referred to as the other player, so after Louisville won the ACC tournament, uh, in the handshake line, he tells Muffet, by the way, her name is Asia. That's what he says to her. Yeah. And this sets off. Now Now the assistants are getting into it and chirping a little bit. And so all this little firestorm then carried over last night to this little thing, which is why the man to the left of us was chanting in the last five minutes, her name is Arike. Gotcha. Notre Dame men's basketball. Let's touch on them playing uh, tomorrow. Boston College tomorrow. We touched on this on Wednesday's show. This is really a must-win game for the Irish, if only because the next five after it are against far higher quality competition. You're playing at home. You're playing your Catholic rival, Boston College. Get up. Act like it is something. Play hard. And let's get a win. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet Ian Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys got to look good too. Sports Yak! Sports Yak. Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. The second K is silent. You want to touch on uh, any kind of NFL coaching updates? We can. Uh, number of hires in the last few days. The Cleveland Browns hire Freddie Kitchens. He is the... Running backs coach for the Browns, very popular with Baker Mayfield. I think he became the offensive coordinator after Hugh Jackson got fired midseason, and that's when Baker Mayfield's numbers went up. So Baker Mayfield is a huge Freddie Kitchens fan, which is why Freddie Kitchens got the coaching job, because these days in the NFL, many times it's the quarterback that you're trying to placate and make the call with. So this is why... Freddie Kitchens got hired at Cleveland. This is why Bruce Arians got hired at Tampa Bay. This is why Adam Gase got hired with the Jets because they're all seen as people that can work with the quarterback that's in-house. This is why Matt LaFleur got hired at Green Bay because he's got to work with Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. The thing is, when your coach is so closely tied with your quarterback, now, Aaron Rodgers, you have nothing to worry about because he's not going anywhere. But let's take the case of Bruce Arians with Jameis Winston. Bruce Arians is 66 years old. Tampa Bay ownership basically came out and said the reason Bruce Arians got the job is because he's worked with Jameis Winston since Jameis was coming to his quarterback camps in Florida as a middle schooler. So he has a relationship with Jameis Winston. Okay. And they need him to fix Jameis Winston because Jameis Winston is the highest paid employee of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and hasn't been worth two hoots in the last two years. 
So they want Bruce Arians to come in and fix Jameis Winston. And what happens if Bruce Arians doesn't fix Jameis Winston? Someone's getting fired or traded. Both. Yeah. Yeah. A two for one? Yeah. Okay. By the way, uh, Cleveland Browns marketing department, just an idea for you, because I'm an idea guy, Chuck. Something's cooking in the kitchens. Sure. I feel like that should be some sort of what's cooking something. By the way, the Browns hire Freddie Kitchens over Greg Williams, who was the interim coach. Greg Williams was 5-3 and three as the interim coach, hmm. which sounds kind of average. That's the best record of any Cleveland football coach in the last 12 years. And they passed on him. And they said, there's the door. Okay. Adam Gase is, again, we talked about head-scratching coaching hires the other day. Is it the Dolphins? Well, he was with the Dolphins. He's now with the Jets. Okay. The Jets hire him after the Dolphins fire him. The Dolphins fire him because he can't win games in the AFC East. What division do the New York Jets play in? I'd have to Google it. I'm that, not a fan. that would be the AFC East. <laughs> so you got Ugh. fired because you couldn't win games in a division, and here are the Jets looking like Mortimer Snurd over there saying, hey, Adam Gase is available. Mortimer. <laughs> Mortimer Snurd. Look it up. Google it. I am. I, I. You just made a reference that I don't Oh, like a guy with a puppet? He is. He's or the puppet. Or is he the puppet? He's the puppet. Mortimer Snurd. What year was that? Oh, what, that, what that's, a good, just that's probably a good 1930s <laughs> reference for all I know. Sports Jack! Uh, this morning on the Today Show, as we record this, this is Friday, Cody Parkey from the Chicago Bears is a guest in the 8 o'clock hour. The reason you're here and the reason we're so excited to talk to you is because of the kind of person that you are and everything you did after that kick. But I have to ask you yeah. what you were thinking. You know, what in your in your in that moment and in the in your mind did you know it had been tipped? Like, what was going through your mind? No, you know, as a kicker, you know, you, you live for those moments. And uh, I was like you said, I was I was three for three before that. I had a lot of confidence going into that kick. Um, so I went out there and. Uh, the, uh, my long snapper and holder did a great job, mm -hmm. and you know I saw the wind moving a little bit. I said, "All right, this is where I'm going to play it." And obviously, I didn't know it was tipped or anything. I just went down, and I thought I hit a pretty good kick. You know, felt good off my foot, and then looking up, and then I saw it hit the upright and I'm, hit the crossbar, and I'm like, "Sure, surely it'll go in." <laughs> um, unfortunately, bounced towards me, but it, obviously, I'm disappointed. I, you know, that I let the the fans, my teammates, and uh, the whole organization down. But I, I just. I'll continue to keep my head held high because football is what I do. It's not who I am. And they ruled it on Monday that it was a tipped ball. Yes. That changes the dynamic a little bit. Well, certainly it does because it means that Philadelphia made a play that somebody along the Chicago offensive line didn't execute well enough to help out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they have him on the show because of the way he carried himself. He's a believer. You know, he took a knee, prayed out there, and, and just like he just said right there, it's a game. It's not, you know find who I am it is and yes as angry as I was that Cody Parkey missed the kick on Sunday there there has to be a line that you have with your anger and for people to spill it over and and make just vile comments and death threats is just completely over I'll, the line yeah I'll go stupid I'll go stupid so 
yes, you you can be upset with somebody. You can criticize somebody. You don't have to make it personal, and you don't have to make it vile. Mm-hmm. A lot of things to build on for next year. It was a good-looking team. It is a good team. The, the, the big question for the Bears right now is who do they get as defensive coordinator to take over for Vic Fangio, who took the Broncos' job? Yeah. Hmm. Anybody you'd like to see in that position? Uh, not off the top of my head. I, I'm not well-versed enough to tell you all the different defensive coaches around the NFL and who should get promoted to that. Or someone within the organization already that knows the system. Right. It yeah. could be somebody like that. But Okay. So, NFL playoffs are this weekend, Corey, and it starts off tomorrow with the game that most people around here are interested in. Colts, Kansas City. That is correct. That is down at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. The Colts, I believe, are a six-point, either a five or a six-point dog Mm -hmm. in this one. I am not one who bets on games. I haven't bet on a game since I was probably 10 years old, and I bet a milkshake. Yeah. With somebody. Um, but if I were the type that bet on games, I don't know that the Colts win this one, but I think they cover that spread. Okay. I, I think they make it close enough where they you could give those points. I like the way they're playing right now. I like what Frank Reich has done with this team. And let's face it, Andy Reid's playoff pedigree as a coach is not one where he has been known for winning the big game. Who's Kansas City superstars that I'll be watching? Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback, and he had a phenomenal year. In fact, the 89 touchdown passes, 50 for Mahomes, 39 for Luck, are the most, the biggest number of touchdown passes for a playoff game ever. Wow. So this will be a fun one to watch. You would expect there to be a lot of offense in this one. I haven't said this often. But this is one of those games where you actually think the Colts' defense has the upper hand because Kansas City's defense has been so bad most of the year. One of the reasons Mahomes has thrown 50 touchdown passes, he's needed to. Yeah. Is that a Saturday game? Yes. So that's Saturday afternoon right about 4.30. That's followed by Dallas at the Rams Saturday night. like the Rams in that one. Yeah, I was going to say Rams. Then uh, on Sunday... You've got the Chargers at the Patriots. Now, I'm rooting for the Chargers. Uh, I, I guarantee you. you that. I am I'm with rooting you. for my man, Phillip Rivers, and the Chargers. I just think having to go coast to coast two weeks in a row and having to play the evil empire after they've had a week off is probably asking a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. And I like the Patriots in that one. And then Eagles and Saints. Oh, boy. Now... I would say take the Saints in New Orleans just about any time. There's something about this Nick Foles kid, and there's something about the Eagles right now that just, if I were a Saints fan, I would be a little bit worried. Yeah. Even as confident as they typically are playing in the Superdome, and you've got Drew Brees, Hall of Fame quarterback, I would still be a little worried. There's something about the mojo of the Eagles right now that they're pretty good, and yeah. they could go in there and surprise some people. I'll still take the Saints. Though. This isn't an easy W over the weekend. No, I thought the same thing. When I saw who the Eagles play next, I thought, I don't know if you're going to get past the Saints. Hopefully it's a good game. Oh, I think you know? it will be a good game. How many games do we have left? 
Well, you've got the four this weekend, then you've got the two conference championship games next weekend, and then the Super Bowl. So there are seven games of football left this year. Okay. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. High school basketball? High school basketball tonight. What a great game we have for you on TV 46, or you can watch it live on our Facebook page at about 745. Pause button. Our family watched the entire game last Friday. It was truly fun. Good. Because it was a basketball game, which we enjoy sports, and it was local. So I felt that we all felt as if, you know, I, I'm, I'm saying this wrong. Like, we were there. We're a part of the community. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were down the road a little bit. We weren't going to be able to make that one. But right. it was. But we felt like we were a part of what's going on. Well, this one tonight, not too far down the road, over at Algie Oldham Gymnasium on the campus of Riley High School. Riley is 10-2. and two. They've got some terrific talent. Gabe Johnson going to Bethel next year. Jalen Jennings going to Marion University to play football. Good point guard. They'll be taking on the number one ranked Marion Knights, 10-0 on the year. Jade Nivey has offers from Notre Dame, Purdue, Butler. Is he worth the admission? I think so. Okay. I I think this game is worth the admission. Okay. And uh, I think this is going to be a fun one to watch. And so that's, that's truly the game of the week. Some other good games tonight. LaVille is at Knox. That will probably decide the Hoosier North Athletic Conference. Mm -hmm. LaVille is ranked, I believe, number four this week in the 2A poll. But Knox is 7-4. They've got a a really nice scorer in Ian Code. Jared Prater is a nice player with them. Good freshman named Cole McIntyre, so there's some weapons there that'll play. Uh, Northwood at Northridge tonight. Both those teams kind of struggling right now, but the winner stays alive in the Northern Lakes Conference race. Chesterton at LaPorte. How uh, close do these coaches watch the polls? I feel like you would know that answer. I don't think they care much about the polls. The, the fact of the matter is the polls in Indiana are completely insignificant because everybody makes the tournament. Mm-hmm. So it's, right, it's, we've talked about this. it's a nice accomplishment for your team to have. It's nice to get recognition. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, especially early in the year, because early in the year, nobody really knows. And uh, so people sit there and they say, oh, you just put a target on our back that we might not be ready for. Okay. Happy birthday to Joe Hart today. South Bend Cubs president. I believe he turns 45 today. Yeah. I don't know if he listens to the Yak, but he's a good friend of the other show. Uh, Birthdays this week, Rod Stewart. Got a favorite Rod Stewart song in your repertoire, Chuck Freebie? Do You Think I'm Sexy, I think is... I said favorite song, not ringtone. That too. This reminds me of roller skating. Oh, I'm sure. Well, and especially because it came out right in that era for you did you uh were you a roller skater at all no no never like after school i tried it a couple times i'm terrible at those kind of things roller skating ice skating that is i don't have enough balance or coordination for that all right david bowie was born this week of course he passed away in 2016 bowie fan at all favorite song anything yes i did enjoy bowie i you know me i'm not one to be able to just uh, rattle off songs off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. 
if you said a couple of them, I would tell you yes, no. Yes, Let's Dance is terrific. 80s staple, would you agree? Absolutely. Uh, This this is basically, you play this at every party in a dorm in the 80s. Oh, under pressure, of course. Should not be confused with vanilla ice. Don't do that. You know what I've never figured out? Is How vanilla a, ice didn't get suit? Is this a, well, because he changed it to... It's that one little note, Chuck oh, Brady. Brother. Is this a Queen song featuring David Bowie? Is this a David Bowie song featuring Queen? Well, it's interesting that you asked that. I think most people would view it as a David Bowie song featuring Queen, but in my head, when I hear that, I think of the Queen album as an entirety, and it fits perfectly. Yeah. Oh. That's a good song right there, boy. What country album crossed over for the first time to become the number one pop album what country album 1964 crossed over and became the top u.s pop album something from johnny cash wow now this is great let me tell you my love affair for this song give it to me love is a burning thing and it is for me when i hear this song because I would love to have a mariachi band just follow me around. <laughs> Let me take you back to the 2010 Sun Bowl. Okay. Notre Dame goes down to play Miami. I'm filling in at WNDU. And the first day I'm filling in because the whoever whoever was working at that time, I think it was Angelo, okay. uh, was, was going down to El Paso to cover the bowl game. Okay. But it's his travel day, so I'm responsible for all the bowl coverage. And they send Notre Dame's arrival. And when Notre Dame gets off the plane in El Paso, there's a mariachi band to greet Brian Kelly. <laughs> and this isn't the calmer version of Brian Kelly that we have now. This is purple-faced <laughs> Brian Kelly. Was he not happy about Well, the no, no, no. He was fine. Uh-huh. But I had so much fun with this. I... All week long in bowl coverage, any time that I had bowl coverage, I started it off with the mariachi band <laughs> playing Brian for Brian Kelly. Love is sweet. <laughs> and really, I would like, as I enter a room, the mariachi band to play just the first part of this. And then I had a room. <laughs> oh, but the fire went Can we make or, this happen on a game of the week? Or game of the week. <laughs> Maybe we can find a mariachi band. We come out of the open, and then all of a sudden, it starts with the mariachi band, and then we come to Bob and Bo and myself. The ring of fire. <laughs> I fell because honestly, <laughs> whose life would not be better being followed by a mariachi band? Any truth to the rumor that Mary Freebie's middle name is Achi? Mary Achi? No. 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 Had we been thinking ahead? <laughs> the Ring of Fire. Oh, Johnny Cash. 
That felt good. It felt real good. It's a great way to end the show, I think. Well, anytime you can have a mariachi band, <laughs> you have you basically have the off ramp for life. This is basically how I walk down the street. <laughs> I can see it in my mind's eye. Tipping my sombrero to the families out there. People wondering, what does he have that I don't? If you had a man with a mariachi band wearing a cape, you would have, like, the greatest life right there. Now, I don't need to no, sing. No, no more of that. No, no. <laughs> Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Wow. This one's for the record books. Episode 48. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. The number one most downloaded sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. It's the Sports Yak Podcast with Corey and Chuck That's our show for today. Sports Yak is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Until next time, sports fans, this is Jimmy Shorts. That's good.